Sometimes out of our mouths, we can speak and declare and decree, but there are times where we just allow our spirit man do the speaking for us. Determination is speaking for you and me right now. Our faith is speaking for you and me right now. Our hearts are speaking for you and me right now. The passion that we have in our hearts concerning our walk with God, our relationship with God, how we feel about God is speaking for us right now. Not going backwards, moving forward is speaking for us right now. Knowing that we always win, it speaks for us right now. Knowing that we are the head and never the tail, it speaks for us right now. Knowing that we know that we know that we know if God did it before, he'll do it again. And that's speaking for us right now. Our praise is speaking for us right now. Our giving of thanks is speaking for us right now. The smile that we have on our face is speaking for us right now. The vision that we see in this coming to pass right now is our reality is speaking for us right now. The way how we walk is speak for us right now. The way how we talk is speak for us right now. Knowing that we have been redressed is speak for us right now. Wear a new garment speaking for us right now. Seated at the master's table is speaking for us right now. And the presence of our enemy is speaking for us right now. In the time of trouble, he will hide us. It's speaking for us right now. He is our refuge. It's speaking for us right now. We always win. We shall too prosper. It speaks for us right now. Everything that we touch, it prosper. Every member that it touch and connected is prospering. It's speaking for us right now. Walking in more than we can ask or even think is speaking for us right now. Receiving God as our God. Know that God is God. And we only believe in our God because only God, he is God. Speaking for us right now. Christ is our Savior speaking for us right now. Taking communion word to be speaking for us right now. Taking up our cross and walk is speaking for us right now. Out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. We speaking from an overflow and it's speaking for us right now. Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth, Spirit of comfort, and you and me speaking for us right now. For me to you speaking for us right now. Day to day speaking for us right now. Faith speaking for us right now. Power speaking for us right now. Might speaking for us right now. Strength speaking for us right now. Let me slow it down and say it again. Glory speaking for us right now. Might speaking for us right now. Strength speaking for us right now. Mercy speaking for us right now. Grace speaking for us right now. The entire kingdom of God is speaking for us right now. The knowledge that we have concerning God is speaking for us right now. Using our faith, letting our praise be our weapon is speaking for us right now. Knowing that we are seated is speaking for us right now. We don't operate in this flesh and blood is speaking for us right now. We're not carnal, we mighty is speaking for us right now. And it's going to keep speaking for us. It's going to keep speaking for us. It's going to keep speaking for us because it's in our hearts. God said, what a man thinketh in his heart, now what a man thinketh out his mouth, because the mouth can say anything. Sometimes we give lip service, but our hearts are created to be open and honest. There is no lie in our hearts. Our worship come from our hearts. Our praise come from our heart. Our faith come from our hearts. Our giving of thanks come from our heart. Our perseverance come from our heart. Our stirring ourselves up in any time, whatever, no matter what day it is. It comes from our hearts. Coming away with God and staying away with him, it comes from our heart. Walking in forgiveness, even though it's still got to go through a healing process, is coming from our hearts. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we have to guard our heart from the issues of life. Let me say this to you right now. And these words go from north, south, east, and west. 
You and I can pray for anybody over anybody. Release God healing. Release God deliverance. Release God mighty acts over anybody life. But let me tell you like this. If you and I pray for someone that we know, love, or don't even know, just out of a heart of worship, using our faith, and we don't see what we praying and believe in God for to come to pass, listen to me. It does not mean you and I do not, does not, excuse me, have any power. It does not mean we don't have any power. Let me slow my words down. There's so much coming out. It does not mean we don't have any power because we are carriers of the presence of God. We're carrying the attributes of God by having God on the inside of us. The virtues of God on the inside of us been released in the atmosphere. Praying for healing and we don't see it come to pass in that person's life. It doesn't mean we don't have no power. Doesn't mean that God didn't hear. We want you to know. We want you to know. We want you to know. Now speaking for me and our father. We want you to know. The entire kingdom right here also included. We want you to know. We gonna have what we say. We gonna have what we say. So it doesn't mean I don't have power. It means that out of your heart, your mouth spoke for you. My heart spoke for me. So any of us can say, you know what? I know it's correct to know that I'm healed. I know it's the right thing to do, the right way to feel as a believer. But some people honestly be like, you know what? It don't look like it. I'm going off of this reality. I'm hooked on this machine, but I know I am healed. I get it. I believe. I receive. I know I'm filled with Holy Spirit. But at the same time, I'm looking at that reality and trying to pull from that reality. But that reality already took care of it for me. So I can't be trying to pull from God to get him to do it for me when he already done it for me so I can't look at the world trying to get God to do what the world cannot do for me so I gotta look at God and stay with God and repeat what God says concerning me so I can walk in all that he says belongs to me do you understand it doesn't mean that we did something wrong we have no power we're not spiritual no it's just that some people doubt in their heart for real and we have to be really honest about this because it's happening a lot. And we're walking around like, well, I tried. No, you did what you know to do. We just got to use our faith as an individual. Because many can say, yes, I am healed. Yes, you're right. I am. But still going along in their heart on what they can physically see. And that reality becomes so real to them, so real to me, so real to you, that that reality, we're going to walk in that. You understand? We're going to walk it out. We're going to receive what comes from that reality. The power of life and death is in the tongue. But what a man thinketh in his heart, guess what? So is he. I can say I'm healed all day and night. But in my heart, if I'm doubting... I'm going to receive what that doubt produce. And if I use my faith, I'm going to receive what my faith produce. 
And that's why God said the power of life and death. He didn't say the power of life, then death. No, the power of life and death. Means there's power in life and there's power in death. And the power coming from where? Our tongue. So our purpose is to get people to not doubt in their heart, to continue to believe, like God say, only believe, so you can confess in your heart, with your mouth, and that you will see. That's why many come out the hospital, many escape the hands of death, many go to heaven and come back in the middle of seconds, many pulses come back, and many escape, you know, car accidents, escape gunshot wounds, and all these things that people escape daily basis because they're not doubting in their hearts. That's why they call a fight or you're a fight or you're fighting for your life because you're not doubting. You're not making room to give up. Many people already have given up in the hospital or at home or the nursing home or in your home or giving up on financial breakthroughs, giving up on receiving what God said belonged to them. Some giving up on having a spouse. Look, I'm in my 50s. I'm done. I'm not doing this one. I'm a virgin and I'm 50. I'm not doing it. Forget it. I'm just going to go home a virgin, whatever. You're going to have what you say. If you have doubt in your heart, then you're going to receive what comes with doubt. If you're going to have fear in your heart, you're going to receive what comes from fear. So we have to have people to begin to not doubt and continue to use faith. Have them to not doubt and to continue use faith. Because honestly, guys, many of us believe in God for them. And we're sitting here doubting our heart that is he going to do it for them or not? We know he can, but it's like, will you? They on their last breath, Lord, will you? The thing is, when we come to God, we have to know that God is God. So we know that God is God, that we cannot come at God indirect or come at God incorrect. Incorrect, excuse me. We have to come at God knowing that he is God, like he said. Come to me knowing that I am. And if we know that he is, we know he already taken care of that for us. It's already done. So I'm not trying to get God to do. We already see it in heavenly places. So I got to use my faith regarding that theology. Because that theology is not falsified. It's factory. It's coming straight from the kingdom. You understand? Anything that we believe in God for somebody to do because we believe in God and they don't see it and we don't see it, it's not because of us. Let me start with my bloodline and myself on my end. If I went home because I doubted all the reasons there was to believe that caused me to stay here. So I went home. My family members, I start with mine. I can stay with mine. Me and them that went home and did not fulfill because they doubted in their heart. We cannot sit here and try to put it on God when he finished it. Well, God called them home. No, my father said that we will fulfill. His desires is that we fulfill. And if you have not seen all that he had for you while you're here and the things that he promised you and you have not and I have not because somewhere we doubted between both realities. And whatever we receive, that reality we believe more of. Some of us really believe in what we can physically see more than what we spiritually can. Because we can touch, taste, see, smell, hear naturally. And to some of us, it's more real than the world that is supernatural. But it's the opposite. It's the opposite. 
And that's why we're suffering without the knowledge. We're suffering without knowledge. How many times you had a headache and you know what? You weren't going to let that headache to go no further than a headache. And guess what? That headache gone, right? Did you go home to that headache? Many others went home to that headache. Oh, I got an aneurysm. Oh, I got a tumor. See? Now they begin to feel in their heart, I'm going to die. And you pull from the power of death and that you have. So don't ever think, say of God, that if you and I pray for anything for someone to receive from God and we're agreeing with them, while we agreeing, we got to make sure that they're agreeing without agreement concerning God's agreement concerning them. And we have to also evaluate ourselves. Are we really agreeing or are we hoping that it do come to pass? And if it do, we knew it would. But if it don't, we know it still could have. Come on, guys. God wanted me to have a child at 60. No, he didn't. It just took me that long to get it together. Now there goes my promise. You understand? I'm here to be honest. When it comes to submission. Because if we're not submitted unto God, there's no way we can receive all that he said belongs to us. It's not his fault. It's not Satan's fault. Because we have the ability to make a decision. And I'm not going to sit here and be a child of God and try to put it on him. No, he already did it for us. So if I went home today, it's because in my heart, I believed in everything that could cause me to go home prematurely. Hallelujah. Got to really take it slow by coming away. Stop and breathe and begin to receive. Stop moving so fast. Stop thinking so fast. Stop trying to hear so quickly. Stop trying to do things and receive things so fast. And just stop and breathe. And receive that holy habitation as you stop and breathe. And I breathe. Give ourselves time to gather up our thoughts and continue to renew our minds concerning it. Give ourselves time to hear and say what we hear and concerning what's in our hearts. The heart doesn't doubt if you don't want the heart to doubt. If you and I want to exercise faith, that's going to be in our heart. And it sums up to saying the truth. God knows the truth. He is the truth. And our hearts don't lie. If it's doubt there, that is your truth. Doubt. And if faith is there, that is your truth. Faith. It's going to show what world do we really operate under, really believe. Because that reality we're going to be walking in. 
Look how powerful Christ walked the earth. Now, he could have had the downloads that we have now had it then. He could have had the planes then. He could have had the car. He could have put it from the kingdom. There are downloads from the kingdom. Everything good come from above. But look how powerful it is. It wasn't about the things he wanted us to see. He not once drove around, flew around, bought any fly clothes, eat the fanciest food. He wasn't focusing on anything that would perish. But guess what he did? Eternal things. He poured food from the kingdom. Now, what reality is people going to respond by? Me with that suit or me pulling food from the kingdom? So this is where our attention should be. Signs, wonders, and miracles from the kingdom. That's a miracle for me to get your heart from stop doubting to stop doubting from doubting to again to again to believe. Again, I say to believe. And there goes you walking out that hospital, getting up out that bed, even waking up out that morgue, getting up out that casket and go back home again. Think about Lazarus. He had a proper burial. And we all know what it's like to be asleep and to see somebody dead. The difference is you're not breathing. And if you're living, you're breathing. That was enough for them to see him, unclothe him, put on the garments where they bury him, wash him, anoint him, and still consider him not to be breathing. Then already had a funeral for this man because he's already in a tomb. And here comes Christ. No, he was sleeping. He No, he stink by now. Right? No, don't call him. He, he stink. If you open it up, it's going to smell. But guess what? They didn't even realize they never even smelled anything. Because they wouldn't have said, oh, it's going to smell if you open it. No, you would have smelled that without it being open. And you know what? To take it even further, back then, they would burn you sometimes as a proper burial. As a holy sacrifice. You are the sacrifice unto God for your life. That's how they celebrate lives back then. They give you a burial in a tomb or they'll burn you with fire. And God already knew what Christ was coming to do. They thought he was dead. Their hearts already was made up to think, okay, he's not getting back up. We're saying goodbye. Christ didn't even come to the funeral. He supposed to have been here. He's not even here. That's messed up. He curried us. Okay, let's go, y'all. Oh, there he go. There he, he's walking up now. No, he's asleep. No, he might stink now. Lazarus, come forward. And they're watching to see. They never heard Christ lie before. They never heard or see him say something that did not happen. So they're watching what he's saying. That's how powerful we are as being Christ-like. We have what we say. Now pull from that kingdom reality. Pull from that as a theology in your life, in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, in your spirit, regarding your home, regarding your finances, regarding your marriage, regarding your children, regarding ministry, regarding everything that is itself of the Lord in your life. 
Lazarus, come forward. And guess what? You know the rest. Unveiling himself and walking forward. Now you visionize being Lazarus because that evening they were eating, they were supping at a table. Now you visionize Lazarus hearing a story by himself. We thought you were dead. We buried you. Oh, okay. You were sleeping. You never slept that long, Lazarus. We moved you. We clothed you. We, but you didn't budge. Didn't even breathe. Don't tell me that there is nothing God can do all things. There's nothing too hard for God. Don't tell me that there's something too hard for God. I want you to look up at the kingdom of God. Even though the kingdom is within you, know, I want you to look up and know that that's where you and I are from. Works like that. Acts like that, demonstrations like that, supernatural encounters like that, day to day like that. What I'm seeing right now is everybody family member that went home and see us still here as their bloodline, their descendants. And they're cheering us on like it's a parade. They have banners. And many of them are very patriotic. They got flags representing what nation they were here in the earth. And I'm going to tell you something. Out of all other places, the one bloodline that looks very rowdy and sized up and jumping over the place is the color flag, yellow, green, and black, Jamaica. They are going off. They are always going off in the gate up. They are very rowdy. I realize that I have not been to an island longer than, you know, a day or two. But I also realize that they can be very biased people, very patriotic because they're from an island and, you know, surrounded by that, you know, space in that within that domain. And it's like not always amongst the other population in society. So it's like, oh, we have a voice too. And I can see that. I can sense that when I see, you know, those from the islands in the kingdom, they are very, very rowdy. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to tell you, I can see it right now. Have all the flags, all the banners, the colors. I'm like, okay, I see you guys up there. And they just cheering on not just their family members, you know, in the bloodline to fulfill why they're here, like represent. It's like they cheering everybody on. It's just that they are just, they stand out. <laughs> you know, they just so, you know, physically, you know, God, Lord. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. It's no pushing, no jumping over, you know, stepping on anyone's feet, nothing of that. It's just, you know, the loudness and the excitement and the creativity, you know, it's very festive. 
It's like that portion is standing out. I see all kinds of costumes, masquerades, and wow, you understand? Amazing. I mean, everybody's, you know, is doing their thing, but it's like, you know, that portion right there in the kingdom, they are really standing out. Hallelujah. I'm seeing it right now. <laughs> I kind of want to just go, you know, and just dive in the crowd. That's why I just jump in the crowd, you know. That's what I feel like. No, that's how rowdy they are. And I just thank God that they're cheering us on like that. So I don't want you to ever feel like you don't have any power. I don't have any power because we're praying to God and believing God. See, the thing is, we not believe in God to get it done. We believe in God by thanking him that he already have done it. So we got to continuously have people to have that as a reality in their heart. Because when a man think of in his heart, God searches the heart. A lot of times we search our hearts and he find doubt. You know, many of us, is, you know, tell me something. Oh, God, let me get it out. Many of us are a little upset with God. And many of us are, you know, just done with him. And you can tell because many of us, you know, we stop praising. We stop coming to church. We just, you can hear it in somebody's voice. Sometimes we ask, you okay? You all right? You know, I'm fine. You know, you're coming back? Nah, I'm good. I'm not. It has nothing to do with no speaker, no anything. It has everything to do with God. No, I give my life to God. I give my body to God. And my financial breakthrough has never came. Or I'm still believing God to pay bills. I'm in debt. Or we just still saying things that we got up, you know what I'm saying, from. And being seated in, in heavenly places. And why are we still speaking from the crucifixion at the resurrection? He's not going to redo anything regarding what he, can, he sent his son to come to do. And he could bless us over and over again. That he can do. Restore over again. Yes, that he is doing. But he don't ever have to have Christ to come back here and do it over again. So we have to really have that to sink in. And never forget that. Keep that from the table of our heart. He don't have to do that again. So let me, let me believe. Let, let me go through the process of really believing him regarding that. Because sometimes the pain is like it can out-talk the blood. But there is nothing that's higher than the blood. Hallelujah. It's so amazing to know that. And what's more important is that we show that. We have to only believe, only believe. My God, they are going off in the kingdom. I mean, a great way. Oh, my God. God, there's so many people in the kingdom. My God. My God. They're just jumping, cheering, shouting, oh my goodness. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's this boy. I don't know what island is he from. There are over a hundred islands. He's looking. He showed me how he was here in the earth. And I'm having an image of how he was here. Appeared to be less fortunate, but had big dreams. He had a white t-shirt on. He had some holes in it. 
but he had big dreams. I don't know what happened to have him come home. He said a tornado. A tornado. 12 years old. And he's waiting to see us fulfill. Season storms. Not spiritual storms only. Earthly storms. All kinds of form of weather. We have dominion. It has to obey. But if we doubt in our heart that a tornado going to come and we got to prepare in the sense of being worried, then we're going to reap that as an encounter because that's where we pull it from. We pull from death instead of life. There is no fear in life, but there's fear in death. So if I'm afraid, I'm pulling from death. If I'm using my faith, I'm pulling from life. And that's why we're still here, because we keep continuing to pull from life by using our faith. And keep on pulling from life. Even when it comes to a sudden attitude, pull from life. So you can reap what comes from that pulling, a positive attitude outside of that. You ever went all the way with your attitude and encounter and because you wanted to, you know you shouldn't, but you just wanted to. I wanted to cuss you out. And now we're arguing. And guess what? When we both leave, we both feel some type of way. Why did we do that? It wasn't even worth that. And, you know, I'll never forget. Me and my mom, we never, ever, you know, fuss or fight. But we had a real, you know, strong disagreement. And it caused me to be like, you know what? I'm not going to call you anymore. And she was just like, okay, if you don't, that's fine with me. We both couldn't eat. We both couldn't sleep. Do we realize, you know what? What is this? Because me, I wanted to prove a point because I'm always... Being proven correct majority of the time. And I'm not a person to say I told you so, but if I'm around people throughout my life or it don't matter in the school system, whatever, who think they know it all, you're going to be quiet. But okay, just see it through. Just go ahead. Okay. Because some people don't want to listen. They want to keep talking. And I thank God, we was like, you know what? Let's not ever do that again. I was miserable without you. So was I. It don't feel good when you go back and forth with anybody and then you drive away and there's so many crash now. They drive and go on, what, 90 miles an hour because they pissed off. No one drives slow anger. When you anger, you just... Don't even give ourselves time to think because we're going so fast. Even when we get upset, we go all the way to 90 with our minds and got to bring it down. They call it what? Woosa? Got to bring it down a notch. A whole notch. Hallelujah. 
I just thank God for everything. I thank God for synchronization. I thank God for celebration. Hallelujah. I thank God for everything. So I just want to quickly say this. Our purpose is to have people to not doubt and only believe so they can say what's in their heart regarding their believing and that they're going to see. I done seen it happen so many times. Hey, woman, you preach. My sister have a tumor. She's healed. You know why? Because she believed in her heart. That woman, I seen her preach. I heard, I felt Christ in her. I cannot afford the doubt. And she went to her sister. There's a woman who's, you know, really about this. Now, you we read in the Catholic church, because you can tell they go to Catholic church because they pretty much said it. And, you know, we sing the hymns, and she was like, no, this is, you know, the real deal. Christ really in this woman, for real. She said you healed, and it was him who healed you. Okay, I'm healed. Now, whatever their conversation was, it was because faith was present, not doubt, because she's still here. There's no way we're going to believe God in our heart and still go home and then say it was his decision. It's no way I'm going off like that. I'm going to tell the truth and shame the devil. No, because it was doubt in our heart. Because sometimes you're face to face with the Bible and you're face to face with that machine. You got that pain and you got that word. And sometimes that pain seems like it's outweighing the word, but you got to allow that word to outweigh that pain. You understand me? The pain that we felt before, guess what? It's gone today. And we're going to declare and decree every time we think it can show up, it's going to be gone whenever day. Because greater is he every day. How many of us walked around with, with symptoms of the flu? You understand? Even some of us had quote unquote coronavirus. And look, do we have that now? Because of your faith. Many went home. You don't go home with faith. You go home because of doubt. I got to get up. I got to get up. I got to get up. Now, when you fulfill your assignment, you fulfill your assignment. And you'll know if you fulfill your assignment because you won't go home due to a lie. See, Elijah was taken up in the whirlwind. Moses' old age. It wouldn't be because of no sickness. And many of the disciples, they went home because of persecution, execution. There's no way out of execution. Okay, we're going all out blessing the Lord. Like Stephen said, in your hands, God, I command my spirit. That's it. That was the end. If your, if your you know, life in the earth is in somebody's hands in a sense of an execution style, and you cannot physically escape that. There's two ways with that. You understand? 
You're not going to go home. Your time is up because you have cancer. You have AIDS. Or I have AIDS. Or I have lung disease. I have kidney failure. Irregular heartbeat or heart murmur or gums disease or blood disease. Because I'm depressed or stressed and suicidal and I ate myself to death. You know, my heart, you know, gave up. I had a heart attack in my sleep and I overdosed on some pills or overdosed on drugs and my liver went bad because of me drinking so much. And I did nothing but eat salt here, so I died at high blood pressure, but it was my time to go home. You think God written that in anybody's book? In the beginning, there you are. Now you're here. You eat salt, you go home. My plan is for them to eat a lot of salt and take them home. Let them receive all that I have once they get home. Yeah, this day, I written it down for them to come home. I'm going to call them home due to AIDS. Call them home due to cancer. Call them home due to any depression, anxiety, disease. Call them home when I call my son forth to come in the earth so they won't have to come home due to a lie anymore. In your book, it spells freedom. Free from every lie of the enemy. I'm not calling you home due to what I freed you from. Don't put it on me because you began to doubt and not use your faith. I said the power of life and the power of death. There's power in life and there's power in death. So you watch what you say because that's what you're going to have. Come up again. I wish I would blame God. My purpose is to tell my loved ones, to tell as many as I can, don't doubt. Don't doubt. I'm not doubting. You don't doubt. That's why sometimes you got to kick people out the hospital room. Get out. Get out. Too much doubt present in the midst of faith. Get out. You get out. And you get out now. Just like Christ dismissed many people. Get out. Oh, you faithless generation. And yet we're the generation that he is seated back at home and we are seated at home with him. We've been booked back to our original state. There's no way impossible fiery hell that I can ever doubt. It's too much proof to believe. You understand? If I go to an exam or go to a checkup, it's because I just want to just check up on my body. Not just because I'm looking forward for something to be said wrong or make sure that nothing is wrong. No, I already know what I'm about to hear. I already know what I'm hearing before I even get there. See, I finish before I even start. And that's why God can say to us, well done already. So now you know what you got to do before you. If you already see yourself done. Now you see yourself already completing your assignment. Then you know what you got to do to complete it. Believe. 
Don't do anything that cause you to not complete it and doubt. You know how many Christians or Baptists or whoever went home because of the frustration of grace due to violence? Do you know anytime we operate outside of fruits of the spirit, we frustrate the grace on our lives and the grace is nothing but God's divine presence? We're not allowing God to have access to protect us if we cannot keep our mouth from being closed when it should be closed. And stop opening up incorrectly, retaliating the people. You could be alive to somebody and huff and puff and that was the last huff and puff they wanted to hear. You know how many went home for that? Just by being, there was a, a killing in Popeye's over a darn chicken sandwich. And they both was in line to get the same sandwich. But the thing is, one got in line before the other one was waiting longer. And the other one got in the line, you know, got out to go do something. And he said, I want my space back. No, then I got to fighting. In line in Popeye's. Oh, I'm going to the car and get my gun. Because I was in line first. And shot him dead. And now he's in prison. For murder. We frustrate the grace when we walk out of the fruits. You understand? If I could, I could be a very influential pastor. Or a spokesperson or whatever. Have a lot of people, you know, under me, looking at me. If I say something out the way that's not in the fruits of the spirit. I'm shortening the grace of my life. And I'm going to start seeing things that are not good. I'm going to start encountering things that are not good. And people are going to begin to see. And it happens all the time with any of us in ministry. Because God brings us to a place. No, go back. Go back. Go back into operating the fruits of the spirit. No one told you to talk in the flesh and walk in the flesh. When you're walking in spirit and in truth, go back. Many of us in traffic, you could be the last person that cut somebody off the road or say, beep, beep, no, beep, 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 no, beep, 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 beep. Oh, you want to play with me? Okay, okay, let me, let me get over. Let me get over. You, oh, you, oh, ooh, let me get over. Let me get over. You get my crowbar out the, out, the, out the cabinet, out the truck, excuse me, out the truck. You're on your way to go preach or teach or sing or draw or shout or cook. And then they about to hit you upside the head with a crowbar. Now you're in an emergency room. Critical condition. Because we're frustrating the grace. Oh, I'm going to Afghanistan. I'm going to go preach. Yeah, they don't want to believe in Christ. Okay, I'm going there to go preach. Don't even ask God. Don't even ask God. You get there, now you're a POW, a prisoner of war. All these are real life testimonies. You understand? I lift up every womb right now. And you will carry full term. There will be no complications in your pregnancy. There will be no distractions in your pregnancy. There will be no falsified words spoken over your baby during your pregnancy. I release God's covering over your womb. Throughout your pregnancy, every trimester, your baby will grow and develop successfully. Every stage, upon stage, I come against morning sickness. I come against swelling. I come against anything that is discomforting during your pregnancy. 
You would not have any complications. You would not hemorrhage. You would have a successful pregnancy. Your child would come out healthy. No discomfort. No deformities. No lack of anything. I come against nausea. I come against excessive sleeping. I release the nutrients of the kingdom in your belly throughout your pregnancy. The wisdom of God, what should you do regarding your pregnancy? What should you eat? How you should sleep? Where you should go throughout your pregnancy? And I declare and decree favor over your womb, no matter your age, no matter your gender, no matter anything. God's will is God's will concerning this pregnancy and every pregnancy that you will carry. Hallelujah. I decree success over your pregnancy. I release the glory of God upon your womb regarding your pregnancy. Every doctor visit will be nothing but glorification over God regarding him moving in and through your life and your womb and your baby regarding your pregnancy. Every ultrasound will be a success. Every blood drawn, if necessary, will be a success. I come against high blood pressure, sugar during your pregnancy. I come against postpartum regarding your pregnancy. I release God's protection over your baby. Nothing missing, knocking or broken regarding your pregnancy. Even when they're delivered in the nursery, you will receive your correct baby. No one will take your baby. They will favor your baby regarding your pregnancy and giving birth to your seed. My God, my God, my God, mm, mm, mm. whoa, God said, Quenisha, what can I not do? What can I not do, Quenisha? No, I'll wait, I'll wait. What can I not do? Why people panic? Why they off of age? Why they moving off space and time? Am I not the creator of everything? Isn't everything beneath me as I am on top of everything? What's higher? Who's higher than me? Answer, Quenisha, I'll wait. I just see a lot of women who think they are barren or think they're too old to have children because they're not seeing themselves being married. They're not even using their faith anymore. And God has blessed their womb so successfully to give birth to how many children God created them to do and how many he created them to release in the earth. And they're beginning to doubt. They're beginning to doubt. Well, I don't have a cycle anymore. What can I not do? Did Sarah have one? Of course she didn't. Did Elizabeth have one? Of course she didn't. Did Hannah have one? Of course she didn't. 
Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. What can I not do also for the men? Well, I'm sterile. I, I don't think I don't think I can handle no kid. I don't it haven't happened yet. Me and my wife been trying. Quisha, what can I not do? What can I not do? Tell me, Quisha. Tell me. I'm in the hospital room. It's like I got three days. I'm down to 90 pounds. I need what can I not do? My loved one is in the morgue. They're in the morgue. We're planning their home going service. Quisha, what can I not do? What can I not do? I gotta get up. I gotta get up. I gotta get up. I gotta get up. Ooh, I gotta get up. I gotta get up. I gotta get up, God. I gotta get up. I gotta get up. I gotta walk around a little bit. I gotta get up. I'm feeling what you're saying, God. I'm feeling what you're saying, God. Oh God. Oh God. Who believe me? Who believe me? Who believe me? Who believe me that I can do all things? Who believe me? I see the hearts. I see the hearts. I see the hearts. Who believe me? Who believe me? Who believe me? Who believe me? Now I understand we wore face masks to prevent germs. But many of us wore face masks because of fear of the germs. I'm wearing a mask because I'm not getting sick. Don't cough around me. Go over there. But God is our God. You understand? You understand? You did everything, God. You did everything. You did everything. Well done to you. You say well done to us. Well done to you. There's nothing he cannot do. Whatever it looks like in your finances. Just say, Father, whatever you want to do, I surrender to it. Because many of us don't even know how to handle money. And I'm talking about right now. We're spending it like it's water and on things that are not even necessary. And there are so many things that can be done with it that can help benefit other people. You understand? There's somebody that is a dollar short of receiving, you understand, just a full cooked meal. And yet we go out and get meals and throw them in the trash, don't even want them. So we have to really submit our income to God. God, you blessing these people to sow into my life. Father, you are blessing me financially. What do you want me to do with the money? Am I spending too much? Forgive me. How about I just surrender it over and just tell me what to do with it? Just tell me what to do with it, God. Tell me what to do with it. I realize walking with God, you take care of his business, he'll take care of yours. I don't have to take care of my own business. I don't have to make sure 
that I have enough. Okay, this is for my nails, this is for my feet, this is for my massage, this is for my hairstyle, this is for my makeup, this is for, you know, when I'm doing this, when I'm out, okay, I'm going with the ladies, I got to make sure I have enough for that, we go on a boat trip, okay. No, that's not what Christ did. I'm going out doing what I need to do. Father, where do you want me to go? I surrender my life to you. Who do you want me to reach? And as we are doing that, trust me, you're going to have more than enough time for your nails, your hair, your skin, your trip. And it's going to be so magnificent how God paid for it. Oh, you thought you was going to use your money. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm trying to tell you. Give him room to move. Give him access to move freely in and through us. God, what do you want me to do with this? Some of us are too tight with our money. And many of us went home prematurely being tight. Account still there and you're home. You don't need that money at home. You didn't go on that nad trip. You, you know, you wanted to go on. Not, not one, you understand? Do anything you really want to do. You just been saving for a rainy day. And guess what? It done rained on your head. Come on, somebody, for real. And I mean Latter-day Rain. God, what do you want me to do with this money? I mean, I don't want to be tight with it, and I don't want to be loose with it. So I'm going to give it over to you. Look, look at Christ. He did what he came to do, and look at him now. Back at home, seated. And eternal glory and higher than ever before. God giving him the power to be magnified. Because he's glorified. A lot of times we want the end first. No, you got to go through that beginning process. To work your way up, me work my way up to the everlasting end. Hallelujah, I'm so serious. Take care of his business. Oh, he's going to take care of yours. <laughs> he's going to definitely take care of yours and mine. Take care of his. Sometimes we want a right now instead of allowing God to be who he is right now. I'd rather have God two years than to have my own two minutes. Because my two minutes is going to have me to go back to God eventually and go through that process to receive what it takes to receive what I'm asking him to do. So I'm ready to stay right where I am. I don't care what it looks like. I'm staying right here. I don't care what it sounds like. I'm staying right here. I'm not going to confess what anyone confess over me that God doesn't say about me. I'm confessing what he says. And if you agree that you are saying the same thing I'm saying regarding my life, your life, far as who he is to us. I don't care what it looks like. My father is who he said he is. Therefore, I can do what he said I can do. We always have. Just stay right there. What do you want me to do? With whatever you have me to have, God, what do you want me to do? I give it back over to you. Because it may seem like the right thing to do, but it's not a godly thing to do. And I'm so excited for opportunities that are here. They're here. Your blessings are here. Manifestation is here. I can feel my life change. It's here. I love this life. This is life. 
I can scream, I'm so excited. I can scream. Pinching myself like this is actually real. Mm-mm-mm. I feel my wedding day. Wow. <laughs> I just had an inside joke with God. I said, I'm going to take it slow, God, on my wedding day. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to rush. And when I mean rush, like, just say I do to me. Because I do to you. <laughs> Let's get to that part. <laughs> Where you are mine, I'm yours. <laughs> that I can have you how I'm to have you in my life has nothing to do with anything sexual no I can have you now (laughs) you are my husband now we did it we're here it happened (laughs) because when the devil tried all he could and prevailed not you're like come on hurry up just say I do (laughs) Jesus Christ I told God, I'm running down. God said, Kanisha, I know you, Kanisha. Father, I'm running. I'm not going to run fast. I'm just going to say this. If you want to see my dress, well, you're going to see after the fact. I'm trying to say, you're just going to see nothing but when. I'm trying to tell God. I said, you don't do that. I'm running. I'm trying to tell you right now. I'm running. And God has a lot of inside jokes that day. Tomorrow I'm going to be at the altar just singing, Quinnisa, Quinnisa. And no one's going to hear him but me. So he said, don't bust out laughing because no one's going to know what you're laughing at but me. <laughs> In the kingdom, that's with me. But I'm going to be saying, Quinnisa, Quinnisa. <laughs> I'm like, Father, don't do that. You're such a father. <laughs> you understand? I love God so much. So, back to what I was saying. Our purpose is to get people to change their hearts from doubt to faith so they can stay here and not go home, basically. There's nobody that went home that believed in their heart. No, you believed out your mouth, or I believed out my mouth or my mind if that was the case regarding myself. But if we went home because we doubted our heart, we have to really keep stirring ourselves up because the doctor tried to out-talk God. The body tried to out-talk God. The machines, the MRIs, and all of that tried to out-talk God. You understand? Even the psychiatrist tried to out-talk God. There's something wrong with your mind. I'm going to prescribe you some things so you can sleep good at night. Try to out-talk God. I'm angry. I'm bitter. I'm upset. Try to out-talk God. It feel good to be free. And most important, it feel good to be honest. Because that is freedom. I love you. It's my time for now. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love, love, love you. Remember, what a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now what a man thinketh with his mouth, 
God searches the heart, not the mouth. Hallelujah. I love you.